Hey, entrepreneurs, it's your podcast mogul, Phil Better here. I am excited for this episode, as as I know you are. Before we jump into this episode, I'm going to ask you, if you are also a podcaster and you're looking to grow your podcast or monetize your podcast, make sure you stay till the end of the episode. I have a special deal for you or a special offer, if you will. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. To Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better, the podcast mogul, and I am happy to introduce our guest today. They run a social media marketing agency that help coaches and consultants acquire clients organically using short form content. But before this, our guest was previously a freelancer, designer, and programmer that transitioned into the online space to make a larger impact because they literally started from nothing. When they came to the UK at 13 years of age, they had no idea how all this tech stuff started. So we're going to get into all that. We're going to see what their goal is in five years, a book they recommend you to read and so much more. Uh, Please welcome my guest, Mahenzi Owashu. I'm pretty sure I nailed it. I'm not sure. I had so much but thank you so much for being here today. That's <laughs> no problem, my man. Yes, he's Owashu. So got it close, I'll say. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. Uh when you when I reached out to you, because we're in a few similar Facebook groups and I saw your saw your post, saw what you've been doing. I'm like, I need to get this guy on because I don't have or I haven't had uh, someone from your area, like went through your life transition, investing in themselves to be where they are today um, and changing your life around. So I'm really excited to get into all that and share your story. Yeah, thank you so much, Moran. Of course, I'm happy to be here. And yeah, I can take it away. <laughs> all right. So, um, you, so like I said in your bio, you came to the UK at 13. Ooh, I'm getting out of focus. Where, 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 where did you immigrate from? So where was home before the UK? So I was born in Nigeria, actually. So I lived there. I did travel around when I was like one, two years old, but I lived there for like 13 years of my life. And yeah, I was just in Nigeria. So you came from Nigeria, then your parents immigrated to the UK. You went through that huge culture shock of living in the uk uh, and coming from nigeria to uk because i'm pretty sure it was a huge uh shock um when you got out of school what made you decide to go into freelancing so at the time we came over we didn't really have too much money and it was a thought where i was like every single day i would hear the word we have to make money we have to make money for my parents and i'm like you know what let me just see what is out there and i went down this rabbit hole of you know doing surveys, affiliate marketing, until I realized that I actually need to be providing value because I was too focused on like the monetary game. And I was like, I need to actually help people to, in order to get something back. And that's when I went through the route of like, you know, freelance web development, because I was really good with computers at the time, because that's what we were learning in college. And I was, 
I thought I could actually make a lot of money from it. So I was researching it and I was like, oh, well, you can actually make quite a lot of money from freelancing. So I bought all the courses. I learned it with, you know, the little money I had from like surveys. It was like those $12 Udemy courses and stuff. And I just, I spent all this time learning, researching like that course literally probably changed my life. And yeah, since then I was just, you know, making quite a lot of decent money from freelancing at like 15, 16. And it was pretty good at the time. So, you know, 16 year old making like, 200 bucks 300 bucks per website that's like that's like 30k a month to a 16 year old so i mean just like it was crazy yeah so then you you started doing this you started freelancing getting that dollar dollar bills um and i'm guessing you started looking as you took that course you realized that you had to start investing in yourself and like up your skills and that and one of the books you talk, uh, you you suggested was Atomic Habits. Now, when did you start reading that? Was that back when you were like 13 to 15 or is it something that you read recently? Um, it was back when I was actually 16-ish. I think 16 was when I was really taking this freelancing gig seriously. And I just wanted to improve how I was doing my day-to-day. -day. I was, because I always thought that, you know, this web development thing was like the only thing I was going to do for the rest of my life. So I was like, I have to be really diligent, really focused at it. And I wanted to really nail down my habits. And at the time, Lenny let down at 16, really, you know, helped my fundamentals to get to where I am today. So, yeah. I love that. And it's such a great book. I'm, I, I just recently read it last year and it's already improving my life with the many habits that I'm putting in. Um, how did you transition from creating web dot, uh, websites and doing that freelancing into Webflu. So it's an interesting story because at the time I wasn't really considering an agency. I actually did consider something when I was like around January time last year. I saw a lot of web design agencies. I was like, these guys are really making really crappy websites for people. And I was charging them like $200 and I'll see these guys charging them like a thousand, a thousand five hundred. And I'm like, wait. What's the difference? There's no quality difference. So I really researched into the model and it turns out it's just like, you know, um, what is that called? Contract or arbitrage where they charge a lot and then they, you know, pay like a freelancer in an offshore country and they keep the difference. So I was like, oh, this is the business model. And I wanted to go into it doing everything myself. And I tried to do it that way, but I was overwhelmed and burnt out. And I was like, damn, this isn't going to work. And then I was researching a lot of, you know, productivity habits because I was like you know I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life so I just have to be productive then I found this very interesting video called monk mode and it just basically explained um you know just completely dopamine detoxing all that type of stuff and then he had a course about starting an agency and I was like oh what's this about and then I watched it I saw the course I contemplated buying it for like I don't know maybe four weeks or something like that it was like 1500 a pop ounce yeah, it's quite a lot for me at the time. I was like maybe 17, I think. And I saved up all the money I had from, you know, website deals, all that type of stuff. And I just paid it. And since then, it's just been history. So, yeah. So you, you decided on coaches and consultants to help them get, get more clients through short form content. So what does that look like? What is the short form content that you guys provide? So the way that it works is that we basically craft short form content that gives a lot of value. So it's basic value of what the audience cares about. So let's say, for example, we'll take a fitness coach. Most of the time, most people care about losing weight. So we tell them to create short form content about fat loss. And then at the end of all of the videos, we have call to actions 
plus links in the description for people to basically do low commitment activities like signing up for um, a lead magnet, signing up for an ebook, joining a group. And then once they do become a user, they then get funneled through all of the other things that the client has. So they could have low ticket product, high ticket product. So the show form just serves as a traffic source. It's the same as ads. You know, you spend money to get traffic with ads and then you funnel them through your stuff. It's the same thing with show form. It's just that show form is a lot more real and true instead of ads coming into someone's day and just interrupting it, if that makes sense. No, it perfectly does. It's the new form of ads. It's it's uh, helpful ads and less, um, there we go. Uh, less intrusive ads that we're so used to uh, growing up, particularly me, just like popping randomly and exactly. like this has no feel to what's going on. Hundred um, percent. Pardon me. Um, if you would have to do it all over again, let's say you're starting from scratch, the agency, the freelancing, you're back, thirteen years old again, or sixteen when you started taking this stuff seriously. Would there be anything that you would change? I think I'll try to listen to people a lot more. I'll try to be a lot more humble in what I was doing. Cause I think around 16, 17, I was making quite a decent amount of money more than a lot of my friends. And I didn't really like flex it too much, but like, I always fall in my mind that I'm always better than everyone else. I know what is better than me, all that type of stuff. Until I got into the world of like YouTube and seeing all these entrepreneurs making ridiculous amounts of money, I was like, oh my God, like this is possible i didn't see this as like it was like a different universe to me so i felt like you know humbling humbling myself and also discipline disciplining myself a lot earlier i didn't really want to have to read a ton of self-help books to get me to where i want to be so i think those things would have been really helpful at the start and it would just lay the foundations for pretty much everything because if you have the mindset you just need to do the actions okay to get to where you want to be so yeah i love it um and it's so true um where where do you see you going in five years? Like where is where do you want to be, Mahansi, uh, in five years? So in five years, I want to be generally someone that people know, essentially. Like, you know how you hear the big names of like the Grand Cardones, you know, the Alex Moses, all that type of stuff. I want to be, you know, at that level of like he built something and it's something of value. I don't want it to have some sort of negative connotation because I ensure all the clients that come in my work, I get them results because it's like, it's not more of like a monetary gain now because it did start off as that, but now it's kind of like, wow, I'm seeing my clients spend like 10, 20 grand on other programs and they can't even get single results. And I'm like, I want to be this person where you can literally spend a fraction of that and still get something tangible essentially. So I just want to get to that level and it's going to take a while, but that's my goal essentially. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. Cause it's it's helping people become the best version of themselves because you're able to provide them with a resource that they don't have to hustle too hard to do um 100 why do you think patience is something that's key for entrepreneurs i feel like patience is is a very um it's very interesting because it's like it's something that doesn't get vocalized a lot more because when we do see these um, entrepreneurs, like the highlights and stuff, you know, you see them with the nice yards, all that type of stuff. You don't really see 
the work that went behind it essentially like you don't see that period of them you know working their butts off to get the results like if you see for example i don't know what type of influencers you follow but let's say for example an influencer that helps coaches make more money like you see them every single day posting testimonials or testimonials testimonials of the clients winning and you're like damn this is so instant like you know this guy's clicked it but like the stuff he's doing now probably most of the time a year ago, he was probably still doing the same thing. He was just patient and he just kept building up the results, the case studies of his proof of work. So now he doesn't even have to sell. He just needs to go to a page. He just needs to show someone a page of his results and that's his selling. And a lot of people don't realize that it, gets, it takes so much work to get to that point and they don't really see it because they're so used to seeing highlights. And that's why a lot of entrepreneurs quit because they just see it as like, you know, a fast thing. But once they realize it's a journey, none of them want to commit. So, yeah. That's why I think a lot I love how you said that it's a journey. It's not about the destination. It's that journey. And it's, and it's funny because growing up, I heard a lot of it's like, it's not where you're going. It's how you get there. It's the journey that's more important. You hear it all in these books. And it's nice to hear someone youthful, um, someone who's just like in the, in the, in the, still in the, the upswing of their career, of the entrepreneurial career, say that because you realize like it's a long game. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah. You can have moments of hustle hard and sprinting to get to that goal. But if you want to reach those big highlighted goals, those like Grant Cardone's, Alex Hormozzi's moments, you need to, you need to work and plan long-term and it's not the short-term. I love that. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, do you have a memory that you've done from the time you've been a freelancer to running this web, uh, this, uh, this agency, sorry, Webfluid, that cements your why, like the why that you started this, not only to hustle and get that, that money, but, and that income, but also to help those people when you realize that it's, it's putting out value versus asking for value? Yeah, hundred percent. I remember there's like two main things. I'll say one when I was freelancing and one when I'm doing all this stuff today. When I was freelancing, I think my first ever my first ever gig was like a logo design. It was like nineteen pounds, which is probably like twenty five dollars for you guys. So I got paid that amount to do like a very simple logo. And I did it like in three tries and the guy really loved it. And with that amount, I was able to basically order like I think it was like Uber Eats at the time for my whole family. And I was like, guys, this is money that I made. And, you know, I was so happy to see my mom's face when she saw that I was making money. Even though it wasn't a lot, I was really excited to see that. And I've just seen that smile of getting stuff for other people just kind of propelled me to do a lot more. And same thing for all of my clients as well, too. He signed, he basically recouped the investment that he spent with us in like, two months essentially with our show from content efforts and seeing the joy in his face when he told me that hey i closed the deal for like four figures i was like wow like the stuff i'm doing actually works and it's getting people results and i just i don't know i just love seeing my clients win other people win like sometimes you're more than myself to be honest but like because it's like that value that you're providing because you know it's even sometimes kind of selfish to provide value because you know at the end of the day you're going to get more back so that's just kind of how i see it so yeah Oh, I, I love your, that statement that it's kind of selfish to give value because you're going to get more back. And it's true. Like the more you give, the more you receive. Um, and I love that you have that mentality. And a lot of the entrepreneurs that I, I interview, they, they, they echo that statement, give and you will receive. So I'm glad you learned it really young and not like me, uh, when you're nearly 
coming into 40 years of age. Um, my God, I'm old. Uh, I'm sorry. That that was something I'm dealing with now. Um, with what you're doing, how have you have you been closed off to when like because you you specifically use short form content but i'm guessing some of your clients know that you may do websites or other activities from your freelancing days do you do you add those on or do you see that the clients just want the short form content so yeah we do add those on so it's not something that we devocalize at the start so one of our clients came through and it was like she she had like a we were just doing short form for her, but she has a website. So she was like, oh, I don't know how to work this. You know, the design isn't that great. And I was like, hey, let me take care of that for you. Because like, I just want to do that for my clients. And a couple of things, a couple of little things of like, hey, can you help me change this? Can you help me add these email sequences and stuff? It might seem like, oh, we're not supposed to be doing that. But when you're starting out, it's very important to, you know, you want to make these people who've paid your money, like extremely happy. Like you don't want them to go anywhere else. You don't want them to feel like, you know, they're not being worth it. And like, you always want to serve them. And understanding that was just like, you know, happy clients is like, it's the best form of outreach. It's better than paid ads, better than organic. Like just having happy clients it just speaks more than anything. So, yeah. Excellent. I love how you pointed out the, the happy clients. Now for your agency, you, you, you outsource majority of the work or are you doing it yourself? Or do you have a partner that you work with? So, um, yeah, um, I have a CEO who manages all of the service delivery. I still chip in here and now and then. I just give like high level strategy ideas. I also have two in-house editors, which I know, um, um, I know like personally as well too. So they kind of take care of all of the edits, all that type of stuff. And we also are hiring social media managers to take care of the posting and everything. And I'm also bringing in some other people on the acquisition side, but I'm just kind of like, you know, the arc of like, is everything going okay? Is this doing X, Y, Z? But it's not to the level of like, if I take a break, the whole business dies because I have people in place that can actually like sustain all we're doing essentially. So yeah. I love that. I love how you have set up your team so that you can literally do what the four hour work week is. Just work maybe an hour here, an hour there, and then you 100%. have the whole day to yourself. I love that. Um hundred percent. I want to jump into the spark question of the show uh and see what that leads us. Uh as you know, Spark is from Seek Discomfort. They have a great mm -hmm. card game that can help you turn uh strangers into friends. Um, so what is a goal? you recently accomplished oh um one of the monetary goals i did accomplish i i did my first five figure month last month i collected congratulations them. yeah it was great it was a great goal like i didn't really expect it to happen this soon but that was a good goal another goal i did do recently was i did get my mom like her new phone like this whole time she's had this old janky phone that she's been positioned up you know when i do get a paycheck i'll buy this phone but she gets in she doesn't buy it so i was able to get her that and the smile on her face was just kind of like you know it was great so yeah i love that i love that um Mahenzi, i'm going to jump off the screen here i want you to let my audience know where they can connect with you how they can work with you if they're looking for someone to take care of their short form content so yeah, um, if you're looking to find me, <clears throat> you can check me out on Facebook. You can just type my name, M-U-H-W-E-Z-O-W-S-H-O on Facebook. You can send me a message there. You can also message me on Instagram, which is W-B-L. So it's just M-U-H-W-E-Z-W-B-L. 
on Instagram and you'll be able to find me there. And yeah, those are the platforms you can check me out. I'm also on YouTube. You can book a call there. And yeah, I just hope to speak with you soon. Awesome. Um, Hensi, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your story with us. Because um, I know it will inspire a lot of people. Because if someone from literally nothing can uh, come to the success and have a five-figure month, then anybody can do it. So thank you so much for sharing your story. 100% Mama. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate you. And to my audience, remember the show notes will have all the links to connect with our guests. So if you're looking, if you're a coach or consultant that's looking to use short form content, make sure you check out this aspiring young entrepreneur for your show, uh, for your content. And remember to always invest in yourself. Hey, digital entrepreneurs, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Now, if you're looking to take your podcast to the next level, like most of these entrepreneurs have taken their business to the next level to scale it, if you will, make sure you check out my brand new newsletter. Links are down below. It is called the Monetization Mogul Syndicate Newsletter, or it could be Feel Better stories of monetization moguls or making moguls this is what i do so make sure you go ahead and check that out but i want to thank you very much for listening and as always remember to invest